0: Hallelujah. Come on. I want you right where you're at just to get a hold of God, just for a few minutes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. Lift your voice. Come on. Lift your voice. Hallelujah. Come on. He's been good to you. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. We have something to worship God for. We have something to worship God about. Hallelujah. Come on. Maybe you've come in with a, 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 a just a rough week. Hallelujah. Come on, hallelujah. Just lift your voice, lift your voice, lift your voice, Speak in your heavenly language tonight. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you tonight, Lord. Father, we give you glory, God. We give you honor, Father. We give you praise, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father. We love you, Lord. We love your Lord. We love your Lord. Father, we need you, God. We need you, God. We need you, God. Hallelujah. Come on, tell them I need you tonight, God. I need you tonight, Lord. I need your touch, oh God. I need your guidance. I need your direction. Hallelujah, Lord. I need you tonight, God. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you tonight, God. We invite you here, God. You're already here, God. But we want you here, God. We invite your presence, God. We invite your presence. We invite your anointing tonight, Father. Thank you, Jesus, God. Have your way tonight, God. Bring change, oh God. Bring change, Father. Father, we pray, God, healing tonight, God, deliverance tonight, Father. Father, we pray, God, set the captive free tonight, Oh God, in the name of Jesus, God. Your will be done, God, not our own, God, not our own, Father. We thank you tonight, Lord. We thank you tonight, yes, Lord. Break every yoke, every bondage, God, every shackle, Father. Loosen now, Father. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Father, for you are good, God. You are good even when we are bad. You are good, God. Father, when, even when we're not faithful, you are faithful, Father. And we thank you tonight for it, Lord. We thank you, Father. You are good, God. You are good, God. We thank you tonight, Father. We give you glory. We give you honor. And we give you praise. In Jesus' name. And everybody says Amen, amen. Come on, can we do better than that? Come on, somebody. Come on, give them a good shout. Hallelujah. Come on, someone say Jesus. Come on, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. If you can, go ahead and be seated tonight. God is good. How many it feels good to be in, in the house of God on a Thursday? Amen. Man, the lights are bright, huh? On a Thursday. Amen. But being in the house of God on a Thursday, because how many of we can be anywhere else? But we're in church. And how many know it's good to be in church? It's good to be in the house of God. Amen. I just want to thank Pastor Reuben for allowing me to minister tonight. Amen. It's a, I take it as a, an honor and a privilege, as, as I'm sure all the ministers do, amen, as we come up, and, and Pastor Ruben just allows uh, uh, allows us to uh, uh, share his pulpit with them. Amen. It is a blessing and we just want to thank him. Amen. 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 But how many are ready tonight? Come on. Come on. How many are ready tonight? Amen. All right. If you have your Bibles, turn me to the First Corinthians chapter 13. First Corinthians chapter 13. And then we're going to be in also Ephesians chapter 4. So 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and then Ephesians chapter 4. And when you have it, say, I have it. Yeah. Say, I'm there. Ephesians 4, 14 through 15, and then again, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11. And if you're taking notes tonight, I want to minister on the title, Are You Ready to Grow Up? Are You Ready to Grow Up? Look to your neighbor really quick. Look to whoever's next to you and say, Are You Ready to Grow Up? Now look to the next person and tell them the same thing. Are You Ready to Grow Up? Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11, and Ephesians 4. We'll jump right into Ephesians 4. And you know, we ask that because I know mean, sometimes some people just don't want to grow up. I mean, what I'm talking about. But 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse, I mean, 13, verse 11, the Bible reads like this, and this is Paul the Apostle speaking. He says, When I was a child, he says, I spoke as a child, I thought as a child. And I reasoned as a child, but when I grew up, someone say, when I, up. when I grew up. When I grew up, he says, I put away childish things. I'm gonna read that one more time. Paul says, When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I thought as a child, I reasoned as a child, but then I grew up and I put away childish things. Ephesians 4, go to Ephesians 4, verse 14 through 15. And the Bible reads like this, and he himself gave some to be apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ till we all come to unity or to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. To a perfect man. Now that word perfect does not mean perfect, flawless, or you know, without issues, because how many know we're always gonna have flaws, we're always gonna have issues. Anybody or just me? All right, I just want to make sure I'm talking to some, some real people tonight. So perfect in the sense is mature. Someone say mature. So it says to a perfect man or mature man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be what? Children. Tossed to and fro, carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love, he says, may grow up in all things, may grow up in all things into him who is the head. So the pastors are there, the prophets are there, the evangelists are there, so that we can grow, so that we can mature, so simply so that we can grow up in him, which is again the head, Christ. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Uh, Tonight, God, we thank you, Father, in advance, Lord. We thank you for everything you're about to do, Father. We just pray, God, that you, oh God, would speak to us, oh God, that you would challenge us, Father, to to grow up, oh God, to become the men, God, and, and the women that you've called us to be, Father, the disciples you've called us to be, God, the husbands and fathers you've called us to be, Father. We thank you tonight, Lord. I pray, God, that I would decrease and, God, that you would simply increase, God, I pray Pray, God, this right now in the name of Jesus, Father, have your way, God. I pray that we would leave different, God, than the way that we came in, God, that we would leave changed, God, that we would leave delivered, God, that we would leave set free, Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, have your way in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. Amen. You know, there's a season uh, of one's life when he's a child when all they want to do is grow up. How many know, how many know what I'm talking about? How, can you, how many can remember when you were a kid and all you wanted to do was grow up? You couldn't wait to grow up. You couldn't wait to grow up and do grown-up things, right? You couldn't wait to grow up and, I don't know, maybe it was, can't wait till I can go buy liquor. I don't know. I can't wait to go do this. Or I can't wait to go do that. Or I can't wait to go drive. Or I can't wait to do adult things. How many know what I'm talking about? And then you grow up. And then you grow up, and then what happens? Now you want to go backwards. Now you want to go back to being a what? A child. You want to go back to being a child. And so, you know, there's nothing wrong. I wish, sometimes, I I know, I'm almost four years old. I know that's not not old to some of you, but to me, I'm like, you know, my birthday just passed, uh, as some of you know, and I was like, man, two years from 40, wow. Are you with me? Some like, hey, that's not old, man. That's not old. And so what I'm saying is there's nothing wrong with wanting to go back. Are you with me? So that's a, although it's a good thing physically to go back, spiritually, it's not a good thing. Spiritually, it's not a good thing. How I many of spiritually, we can't go back. Spiritually, we should be growing. Spiritually, we should be going from glory to glory. Are you with me? And that's God's desire for us. Are you with me? See, we know that growth is necessary. Growth is something that is necessary in all areas of life. As a man, it's, it's necessary. In other words, from a child, a, a child goes from a child to a man or from a, a young woman to uh, excuse me, young, a young girl to a woman or from a son to a father or from a daughter to a mother. Are you with me? So growth is something that is necessary, but this is something that is especially necessary uh, uh, for as, as Christians. Are you with me? It's especially necessary as Christians. And we see in our text, Ephesians chapter 4, if we can look again, the Bible says, and he himself gave some to be apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers. How many are grateful for the pastors and the evangelists and the teachers? Come on, somebody. And all those that are there to help us as we grow. Are you with me? But the Bible says he gave himself a son to be pastors, prophets and teachers. And he says, listen, for the equipment of the saints who's that that's you and that's me to equip us to 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 give us the necessary things that we need to be successful i don't know about you but i want to be successful I want to be successful as a a husband. I want to be successful as a father. I want to be successful as a pastor. I want to be successful. But the Bible says they're there to equip the saints. Now, check this out. He says, for the work of the ministry. See, I was looking at that, and I said, man, when we grow up, when we learn to grow up, it benefits the ministry, So I was thinking about that. I said, man, that's why we need to grow. The church needs to grow. The body needs to grow. Us as individuals, we need to grow spiritually because, listen, it benefits the church. Are you with me? And the Bible again goes on and says, it says that for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ until we all come to the unity of faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. So not only unity of faith, but also in the knowledge of the Son of God. And again, it says to a perfect man, again, that word perfect means not not that you're going to be without uh, fault or flawless. Because how many know (laughs) that ain't none of us? And, and, and I'll I'd be, I'd be the first one to admit. Are you with me? But when it says perfect, it simply means mature to grow up. Are you with me? My wife right there, she's in the front, she's like, I, I testify to that too, Amen. <laughs> But perfect man, it says, to measure to the stature, to the stature of the fullness of Christ. That, listen, we should no longer, listen, be children tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. But that we we would be grounded. But listen, he says, speaking the truth and love that we may grow up in all things. So God's desire for us is to what? Grow up. Up. That's why Apostle Paul says, when I was a child, I thought as a child, I reasoned as a child, I spoke as a child, but then there comes a time when you got to grow up. Are you with me? And I say it like that because sometimes there's some people that just don't want to grow up. Oh, I know nobody here. Are you with me? But Ephesians, again, 4, to through 15 said that. And 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2 says this, and I hope I get through all this. There's a lot to cover. But uh, uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 2 says, like newborn babies, he says, you must crave the pure spiritual milk, the pure stuff, the good stuff. I mean, nobody likes to water down, nothing watered down, right? You don't like that 1% milk. No, I don't. I want the vitamin D. I want the good stuff. Are you with me? The good stuff. But it says the pure spiritual milk, he says, though, listen, so you can grow into, listen to this, a full experience of salvation. He says, crave uh, the pure spiritual milk so that you can grow. In other words, uh, crave growth. That's what it's really saying. Crave growth so that you can grow and mature and so that you can experience the fullness that God has for your life. See, God doesn't just save you just to save you. Come on, somebody. He doesn't just save you to save you. And, you know, if he just wanted to save you, you would have died and went to heaven already. You would have, you would have got saved, got hit by a bus, and been gone. Right? But he saved you. Why? Because he has a plan and a purpose for your life. How many of believe that tonight? He has a plan and a purpose for your life. He has a plan and a purpose for you as a mother. He has a plan and a purpose for you as a father. He has a plan and a purpose for you as a teenager. He has a plan and a purpose for you. So Peter, again, tells us to experience, to grow into that full experience, to experience all of of, of what God has for us. Are you with me? He says, cry out for this nourishment. Cry out for it. Are you with me? 2 Peter 3, verse 18, now just follow me because I'm going to go quick, says, rather you must grow in grace and in knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So again, Peter tells us that we must grow in the grace of God and in the knowledge of God. Are you with me? So we need to grow. We need to grow. A A man once said, it takes time to make a man of God, but it shouldn't take Forever. And actually that man was the man by the name of Pastor Edgy. How many know Pastor Edgy? Amen. That man taught me so much over the years. He says, he said again, he says it should take time to make a man of God, but it shouldn't take Forever. Are you with me? And so we cannot get stuck on forever, but we need to grow. Follow me now. Follow me. okay? so one thing that that I want to look at uh, pertain to spiritual growth, that when we look at spiritual growth, it must be well-rounded. It must be balanced. Are you with me? There are certain areas of, of growth that a Christian must grow in. There's four areas, and I'm going to blow through these really quick because there's so much more I want to cover. But four areas. The first area is in knowledge. We must grow in knowledge. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 18, as we just read. Rather, you must grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, this comes through how? His word. We have to know his word, get in his word. That's how we're going to grow in knowledge. Not only knowledge, but we must grow in zeal. Zeal, this comes from, listen, this comes from a relationship with God. It's almost like dating. How, how, many, how many have dated before? Any hands? Come on, don't be shy. Are you with me? But dated, and how many know when you start dating, the more you dated that person... The more excited you got about that person, no? The more passionate you got about that person, the more you wanted to see them, the more you wanted to hang out with them, the more you wanted to spend time with them, no? Amen. And so listen, zeal, zeal is that passion. That's what it is. Romans chapter 12 says this. It says, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spirit fervor, serving the Lord. Another, another translation says, serve the Lord with enthusiasm. Be excited. Come on, somebody. Be excited. That's an area of, of, of our lives that we should grow grow in. We can't be Christians that are always, you know, coming with a sad lemon face. Poor me, my problems, my issues. Hey, wa- welcome to the club. Now, how many, how many have gone through something this week? Now, how many went through something today? Yesterday, you know, you're like, every day, Pastor, every day. <laughs> every day, right? But we still have to have that zeal. Are you with me? That's why, again, he says, don't be lacking in it, but keep it. Are you with me? Not only zeal, but in faith. Now, this comes, again, from the Word, hearing the Word of God. This comes from hearing the Word of God. Romans chapter 10, verse 17 says, so faith comes from hearing, that is, hearing the good news about Jesus. So more faith means what? More word. I need more word. I'm always trying to listen to as much word as I can. I got the word on in my car. I got the word on at the home. I'm at the men's home every day. I put sermons on constantly. Why? Because I want to have what? More faith. I want to grow in the area of faith. Are you with me? So not only faith, but also listen forward, is in Christ like character, and good works. Now, this is through application. This is through the application of the very thing that we're hearing and the very thing that we are learning. This is why, again, uh, verse 15 of Ephesians, back there, Ephesians 15 says, uh, 415 says, instead we speak the truth in love, growing in every way, New Living Translation says, growing in every way, more and more like Christ. More and more like who? Christ. That we grow in him. That we become more and more like him. Are you with me? You know that the only Jesus anybody is ever going to see is the Jesus in you. You know that? Yeah. Amen, son. Thank you. Amen. Is, is, is the Jesus in us. So, listen, the Christian must not be full of knowledge while, listen, his disposition remains unchristlike. And so, what I'm saying, listen, this is something that has become a massive problem within the church. Now, what I mean by this is that we, when we, when we become full of knowledge, but there's no application. No application. There's a lot of people. We know that know a lot about God, a lot about the, the Scripture, a lot about the Bible, but there's no application. How many of you have ever heard that, uh, 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 knowledge is power? How many of you have ever heard that before? Knowledge is power. Read a book, knowledge is power. Read a book, knowledge is power. I remember one time I was sitting and I was just thinking about that. Knowledge is power, knowledge is power. I was just thinking about it. And the Lord told me, he says, no, it's not. And I was like, wait, no, but they say it is. <laughs> People say it is. I don't know who said it. People say it is. And he says, no, what? I, no, it's not. And the Lord told me knowledge with application is power. Right. Knowledge alone is not power. Right. Let me give you an example. It's almost like I can teach somebody tile. Say tile, just for just, just an right. analogy. I, I, can, I can teach somebody tile, show them, teach them everything, give them all the knowledge, but then they do nothing with it. That's right. What good is it? What value is it? Are you with me? So what am I saying today is that we have to not only know and learn about God and learn about the things of God, but listen, we must apply it in our lives. Colossians chapter 1 verse 10 says this. says, So as to walk in the manner worthy of the Lord, he says, fully pleasing him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully what? pleasing him, bearing fruit. Bearing fruit, that's application. Yeah. Bearing fruit yeah. in every good work. Listen, increasing not only the knowledge of God, but also bearing fruit. Yeah. Bearing fruit is the application. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. So listen, this lesson that I'm going over tonight is to help us grow, to get closer to God and to become more productive in our service Christ. Are you with me? So growth. Someone say growth. But listen, there's a few things I want to bring out, if I can, pertaining to growth. Number one is this, hindrance to growth. What hinders growth? Because we want to grow, but there are things that hinder growth. Number one is this, hindrance to growth. Is number one is lack of effort. Lack of effort. How I many you know some people just don't put the effort in. And maybe that's you tonight, but don't put the effort in. See, if you don't grow, listen, it's not, it's, 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 let me say it like this. Your, your growth, your spiritual growth, your personal growth is only a small percentage of the church and more so about what you do. Because I, 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 I've, I've been around long enough to, you know, I, I've heard people say, you know, well, I left this church because I just, I just wasn't, I wasn't getting it. I wasn't, I wasn't getting the meat or I wasn't, I wasn't growing. And it's okay. Was that the case or you just weren't applying or you just weren't receptive or you just weren't. Are you with me? So listen, it's up to us. So listen, if you don't grow, sometimes it's not about anybody else. It's not about the pastor. It's not, a, it's not the home. It's not the home director. It's you. Are you with me? It's you. Lack of effort. See, growing in Christ is something that is not automatic. One, listen, must put in the necessary work or necessary effort. What you put in is what you will get out. How many ever heard that before? You know that you can't go to the bank and just, just walk up to the tower. You've never had an account there and say, "Excuse me, I want to withdraw 10,000 dollars." And they're going to say, "Sir or ma'am," they're going to say, "Well, let me see your ID, let me see your debit card and let me see if you've deposited anything." Are you with me?" Well, you know, we're going to see you on the 9 o'clock news saying that you robbed the bank. Are you with me? Because <laughs> you went and asked for something that you didn't put in. Hello. And so, listen, a lot of Christians are like that. Yes, sir. A lot of people are like that. They want growth. They want a better life. They want a better marriage. They want a better well, walk with God, a closer walk with God. They want to be a better father, a better husband, a better preacher, so on and so forth. But there's a lack of effort on our parts so again it's something that is not automatic it's something that we must put in the work we must put in the effort are you with me see one may still be a baby listen after many years I've been around long enough enough to know that somebody can get saved and give their life to Christ and the years can go by and they can still be stuck like a baby or as a baby Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody know anybody like that? Don't look, don't look, don't look. He's uh, talking about you, man. But listen, one may still be a baby after many years. Are you with me? That's why I'm always telling the guys in the home, man. I work with the guys a lot in the home. And I'm always telling them, man, you can just be in the home and you can just be there. And, and time can go by and you get nothing out of it because you're just there. But you do not, no effort, no putting nothing into it. You're not in your word. You're not in prayer. Nothing. You're just there like a bump on a log. Like a bump on a pickle. You're just there. And it's no different within the church. You can be in the church and just be in the church. Are you with me? Hebrews chapter 5, verse 11 through 13 says this. There is much more I would like to say about this. And here is Paul speaking, but listen to this. He says, there's much more I would like to say about this. He says, but it's difficult to explain, especially since you are spiritually dull. Have you ever had a dull knife, you know, just trying to cut a tomato, and you had that dull knife, and it just would not work? Sometimes that's how we can be. But he says, I wanted to explain something to you, but it was difficult to explain because you were spiritually dull. In other words, you would not have understood what I was saying. This is what Paul was saying. He says, you're spiritually dull, and he says, and you don't seem to listen. He says, you've been a believer so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. He says, you are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. Verse 13 says, for someone who lives on milk, listen, is still an infant and does not know how to do what is right. Verse 14 says, solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. Wow, there's so much in this verse. But listen, hindrance to growth is not only a lack of effort, but a hindrance to growth can also mean an unwillingness, having an unwillingness to learn. Are you with me? Sometimes our, our, our lack of growth is simply because we don't want to learn. Simply because, listen, either, either a few things, but one of the things is because we don't want to be teachable. Right. Because we can become people that think we know it all. I sit there in service all the time, and don't take this personal, but this is just me. I sit there in, in service all the time, and I take notes. I've been saved 20, almost 20 well, 20 years now, that, uh, coming up, is it 20 years, something like that? Yeah, 20 years, and I still, I want to take notes. Why? Because I feel I always can learn. I don't want to be there and blank. like, oh, I, I, I know that. Yeah. I've read that before, you know. I preached that sermon before, too, and... I, I, are you with me? But I'm there with my pen and my paper because I want to learn. Because I know as, I, as you write things down, you're more likely to, what, uh, retain it. How many ever heard something and then uh, heard a good message and then you, you left church and they were like, oh, how was service? And you're like, oh, it was great. It was awesome. It was so powerful. Man, God moved. And man, Holy Ghost, the Spirit, we were slain. And oh, really, what was it about? And you're all, uh. It was, uh, I knew Jesus was Jesus was (laughs) Jesus was it was something about Jesus and Are you with me? So sometimes it can be it can because we simply don't have, have an unwillingness to learn because we're unteachable. Are you with me? Simply because we think we know it all. If, if, we, if we can be truthful with ourselves, listen, we don't know nothing. Come on, somebody. We don't know nothing. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Paul says this in Corinthians. He says, dear brothers and sisters, he says, when I was with you. He says, I could not talk to you as spiritual people. I had to talk to you, though, as you belong to this world. As though you belong to this world, as though you were infants in Christ. I had to feed you with milk. See that that infant, you know, it's related to infant when you, when you have not grown up, not matured. He says, I had to feed you with milk and not with solid food. You should be on solid food, but I had to give you milk. He says, because you weren't ready for anything stronger. And listen, he goes, and you still aren't ready. Wow. So listen, not only is there a, a, a hindrance can be from a lack of effort, Uh, A lack of effort or an unwillingness to learn or having an unteachable spirit or thinking that I'm a know-it-all. But listen, another thing that can hinder growth is simply when one has a desire for the the world, for things of the world, uh, a greater desire for the things of the world rather than for God. For God. No, how many know what I'm I'm talking about? How, How many live life and how many know the world just, it pulls you. The world constantly pulls you. We live in a day and age where the world is just constantly tugging at us, tugging at us, pulling at us, right? Wanting us to go this direction and that direction. Are you with me? And we have to be careful. Everyone with me tonight? And I just know my time's up when you, when you come up, my brother. <laughs> But listen, growth requires effort. Listen, but those who are spiritually uh, lazy, listen, will simply follow the course of least resistance. Growth requires effort. But if you're spiritually lazy, you're going to follow the course of least resistance. Well, I I know I should read, but uh, I don't want to. I'm tired. Everybody's tired. (laughs) No. Well, I know I should go to church, but you know it was a long day. I don't know. Everybody has a long day. Listen, such will remain babies forever if they do not fall away. All In other words, those who are spiritual, uh, spiritually lazy, excuse me, spiritually lazy will either remain babies forever or they will just fall away all together. Are you with me? Believe me, I know just because I'm passionate. I know, I believe me, sometimes I'm like, you know, I know I got to read, but, you know, I don't want to. And, you know, I'm tired. And, you know, no. How many of you ever open the Bible? You open the book, Bible and all of a sudden you start. See, listen, what does growth look like? Growth is this. Growth is not only being a hearer of God's word, but it's also being a doer of God's word. Application. It's applying God's word. It's putting it into practice. Listen, we can't just listen to God's word or listen to God's word with our ears, but we have to also listen to God's word with our hearts. Be receptive to God's word. Apply it into our lives. Are you with me? Put in the necessary effort. Are you with me? Because why? Because we want to be all that God has called us to be. I don't know about you, but I do. I want to be all that God has called me to be. Not only listen, a lack of effort, but also one of the other things that, that hinders growth is discouragement. Discouragement. Some people will have a good start. Many people have a good start. But along the way, they get discouraged and they quit. That's why there may be some people that you saw not too long ago. You saw maybe a week ago, a month ago, a year ago that were here, that were plugging in, that were plowing forward and plowing away. But now you don't see them no more. Come on. Come on. Why? Because they got discouraged because of something that happened. Because how many know life happens? Yeah. And they got discouraged, and they quit, and they uh, fall away. Are you re- are you with me? Now, discouragement. There may be many reasons reasons for uh, discouragement. Many reasons for falling away. Getting a little ahead of myself, but church troubles, personal problems, lack of encouragement, on and on, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Are you with me? But we also must consider. Listen, the example of Paul. Because if there was anybody who went through anything, it was Paul. Paul, the apostle, he went through so much within his life. And Paul, if we can learn anything from Paul, we know that Paul did not quit. If you read the Bible, if you read the scripture, Paul says, man, I pressed on. I kept on going. I kept on fighting. I fought the good fight. Are you with me? 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verses 24 through uh, 29 talk about how Paul had had gone through so many different things, how he was drifted at sea, how he faced different types of danger, how he was hungry and thirsty and, and, and went through just so many different things, but yet he did not. Quit. Are you with me? Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9 says, We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Uh, struck down, but not destroyed. Are you with me? Paul went through so much, but he did not quit. Are you with me? And I don't know what you may be going through tonight or if there's anything that you're going through tonight. But listen, you can't quit. God has something tremendous for your life. You can't give up. You can't throw in the towel. I know that's that seems like the, it's the easiest thing to do. just to Just to say, you know what, I give up. I can't do this no more. But listen, I want to encourage you tonight. You can't. You got to be all that God has called you to be. You got to be that husband. You got to be that father. You got to be that son. You got to be that preacher. Come on, there's a city with your name on it. Come on, somebody. That's why Paul encourages us in Galatians. He says not to grow tired in doing good. Because he says at just the right time, if we do not give up, we have that uh, pastor, uh, uh, um, Pastor Mike that came preach that he preached out of this, this passage It says, if we do not give up in due time, we will what reap a what reap a harvest reap a blessing if we don't give up. Go ahead and stand with me tonight. Not only does a lack of effort hinder discouragement, hinder our growth, but another thing that hinders our growth is interference. Interference. There are things that can crowd our lives and cause our spiritual growth to be hindered. We can allow others to hinder our growth. Things to hinder our growth. We can become so busy and occupied with life and work and school and so on and so forth that we lack in growth. As a worship team makes her way, go ahead guys, make your way up this way. I want to just encourage you tonight that no matter what's going on in your life, no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're dealing with, you just got to keep going. God has something tremendous for each and every one of your lives. Listen to me tonight. Every single one of us. Are you with me? As every head